I've learned that 30% of students drop out in their first year. That's a huge, huge loss. It's a loss of money for one thing, but it's a loss, also a loss of brilliance, not, not only for the student, but for the future of our planet. We need every person to find their zone of genius and, and work that so that they can be fulfilled and that we heal this planet of all the strife that it's going through. So we need people as educated and as self-knowledgeable as possible. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham, your host here today. I am so excited, you guys. I have a fabulous guest for you today. You were talking to Lynn Tietro. Hey, Lynn, how are you today? I'm great, Michelle. How are you? I'm so good. Blissful Parents, let me tell you a little bit more about Lynn. She is the College Confidence Coach, and we're super excited to have you here. Now, don't panic. I know your kids are a little bit far off from college yet, but what we're going to share today is going to help you set your kids up for success for their college years and their high school years. Um, Lynn recognized that one of the most important things in life is to be able to self-advocate. And adults who have in life anxiety or and haven't been able to speak up for themselves, often looking back, weren't really great at school and they weren't really living up to their full potential and in their zone of genius. So uh, Lynn is really great at helping parents and students who are struggling get back on the right path, maybe re-enroll in college and maybe they've dropped out and now they're going back to college, but setting them up with a plan for success. And she is also um, the host of the Facebook Live called My Voice Counts to the Parents Edition. So Lynn, we're super excited to have you here with us today, sharing your brilliance with our parents. And uh, I know the college year seems a little far off for some of our parents, but believe me, it comes up quicker than you think. <laughs> <laughs> so Lynn, share, share with us first, like how, how did you become the college confidence coach? Well, it didn't come, didn't happen overnight. It was after my mother passed away. We've had a lot of deaths in my family and we tend to not live very long. So my mom passed away at 88 and I thought, well, I guess I've got 22 years. What am I going to do with them? And I worked in social services throughout my life. But one of the things that I did for myself, which was a really, really good thing, one of the best things I did was to go back to high school, back to my little rural country high school with the 17 and 18 year olds as a 30 year old mom of two 
and complete and upgrade my grade 13. So that's how long it was. It was, you know, back when grade 13 was a thing. And then applied as, as a college or a high school graduate. And going through the process, you know, it's 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 anxiety provoking. And to get in is huge. And then when I got in, I learned that 30% of students drop out in their first year. That is that's a huge, huge loss. It's a loss of money for one thing, but it's a loss, also a loss of brilliance, not, not only for the student, but for the future of our planet. We need every person to be find their zone of genius and, and work that so that they can be fulfilled and that we heal this planet of all the strife that it's going through. So we need people as educated and as self-knowledgeable as possible. Right. And yeah, I can imagine like getting set up, going to college and then dropping out soon after. Uh, wow, that's expensive. And also like, oh gosh, like, you know, that's something that they could be so brilliant. It's something they've just found what they were interested in. I know that's what helped me stay in college is because I waited until I was older to find mm-hmm. something I was interested in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and the teachers tend to call it engagement. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is being able to stick, speak up for yourself. Um, you know, in high school, the classes are, there's 30 students in the class. In university, you sit in the class and there's 300 students in the class. So if your kid's the type that sits in the back of the class so that the teacher doesn't call on you, the back of the class in university gets, is, is a whole different thing. And they get lost. And the teacher has 300 students in that class and probably two other classes that they're teaching that have 300 students. So the teacher's not going to tap the child on the shoulder and say, hey, where's your assignment? It was supposed to be handed in. And if there's a legitimate reason for handing that assignment in and you're shy and anxious, you don't say, hey, um, I've been sick for the last three days and I couldn't get it completed. Could I have a bit of an extension? They're not going to do that. Or if they don't understand something, they're not going to stand up and say, I'm really not getting this. So they fall behind and fall behind and fall behind until the point it's just like, you know, there's, there's no point in them trying to go on. So self-advocacy is huge. Absolutely. Now I want to go back to your story a little bit. What inspired you to go back to high school as a a mom and at 30? Well, again, I didn't do it overnight. Um, I was raised on a farm and my, you know, I was raised to complete high school to get married and have kids. And I did exactly what was expected of me, was not a happy camper. Um, my marriage broke up. Um, I was working in, in women's wear and doing a really, really good job. And I really enjoyed it, but was still wasn't satisfied. So I was driving by my old high school and just kind of drove right in the parking lot and asked if somebody could tell me how to get to university. And I was sent to the guidance counselor and they said, well, we just started our, our semester. We're doing semesters now. Mm-hmm. You could probably catch up. So why don't you start tomorrow? So I did. Wow. Not much time to think about that. Just jump right into it. And, and that's the way I tend to work. I, I'm yeah. one of those kinds of people. You know, it's just when I decide to do it, I decide to do it. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, so for our parents that are, you know, got school age kids now, maybe they're getting older and going into high school soon. 
what are some things that we can help uh, our kids do to prepare for a little bit more success um, getting into high school and then beyond into college so that they don't, they're not one of the dropouts of, that's a huge percentage of dropouts uh, in college, right? And do you think yeah. that's mostly like because parents are like forcing their kids to go to college and they don't really necessarily want to go? Or what do you think is causing that of a huge amount of dropouts? Um, there's various things. Um, the there's life skills. Mm -hmm. If you send your kids off to college and they don't know how to recognize what foods are healthy for them, if they don't know how to do laundry, if they don't know, you know, if, if they've always had those things done for them. Um, yeah, it's going to stress them out in terms of, of college. They're not going to make good choices for themselves. So the first thing I would suggest is start your kids doing household chores and learning these things before they realize it isn't fun. <laughs> Start adulting, getting them to do some adulting things when they're when they're when it's still fun. Well, <laughs> yeah, because it's not like oh, you turn eighteen and automatically things switch on, right? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's make chores part of their routine and make it known that they are needed to do this and you are needed to do that, and everybody feels fulfilled their own role. And ask them what's what's the things that they like to do, and, and they can have those chores first. Mm -hmm. And then there's always the ones that nobody wants to do. Yeah. And so, you know, let's take turns doing those. But and for those ones, I actually just picked up a really cool little thing at a at a women's expo a few weeks ago. And it was a dice with all the different chores on it. So they could roll the dice. It was made out of wood. <laughs> it was made out of wood and it's quite big. And they yeah. could roll the dice to think in whichever chore they uh, they they got, which I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and, and you can make it fun. You can make it a challenge. Let's well, let's you you do this chore, you do this chore and you do this chore and I'm going to do this. And it'll take about half an hour for each of us. And then we'll get together and we'll play a board game together or we will go out for a bike ride or we will, you know, but we're not going to be doing that until the chores are done. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. And I feel like when kids feel like uh, if you enlist them in like they're they feel like they're helping in some way, instead of just being told to, to do something. I feel like that also works with my kids. Anyways, mm -hmm. if I ask them for their help in doing something and accomplishing something makes them feel like more inclined to, to mm -hmm. argue about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's so, yeah, they, they're part of the household. There's part of the decision-making too. And yeah. so when they're making decisions like grocery shopping, what are we going to make for meals this week? Let's go in and check labels and things to figure out what the price is, getting involved in that sort of thing, and then putting the groceries away and preparing meals. And if you've got a good sized kitchen, it is fun to prepare meals together, mm. you know, put on some good music and dance and sing and chop and <laughs> stir and it's fun. Yes, it sounds like a fun, a fun dinner time routine for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, awesome. and that's another thing is um, having regular sit down at the table, no devices, no television. Mm. Let's talk. Let's mm. let your child speak up at the table, yeah. making their voice count there and find out, you know, um, what went well that day. What was a downer if you had any, and then what was just kind of interesting, what was, you know, things that you observed that was neither good nor bad, but it was just, it piqued your interest. Yeah. This is some good questions. It's almost like I would I would love to see like someone make a deck of cards that would be like good dinner time conversations for families. <laughs> like what conversation starters, right? Something like that would be so cool to help 
you know, the, the conversation in, in the dinner table, sometimes like so short answers. <laughs> well, what you can do is at table topics is a big popular thing with Toastmasters. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can Google table topics mm-hmm. and there's, there's lists and lists and lists of them. So what you can do is find a, some lists that, that resonate with you, print them off, cut them into slips and put them in a jar or in a bowl and just grab one. Good idea. Mm-hmm. We also played the game um, uh, to uh, we played the game, uh, the rose and thorn too. So mm-hmm. like, what was that? What was a rose today? And what was a thorn today? So that we kind of like, sometimes like we, we would hear like the thorn and be like, I have no idea that happened. Like, Oh, thanks for sharing. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause if you don't ask and you don't listen, you are missing so much of who your child is. Mm-hmm. Especially as your kids get older too. I've noticed um, my kids really talk a lot as their heads are hitting the pillow. Um, and then, and I know my kids are getting older now where that's not going to be for very much longer that I'm going to be able to like no. capture those conversations right before I'm allowed to lay down with them still, but not for very much longer. I'm sure <laughs> they're going to grow out of that sooner than we can think. So um, other ways to like maybe um, help your kids become more independent or like, you know, how what, you mentioned something about being in their zone of genius. How is that? How can we help our support our kids to figuring out what their zone of genius is and living in their kind of potential? Well, there's a quick and dirty way of doing it. And that is um, getting a, a Colby index assessment done with your child. Okay. Um, it's it, the Colby is, is not an IQ test and it's not a personality test. It's an assessment of how that individual tackles problems. Hmm. And there's four different areas of doing that. And actually she should, she should be one of your, a friend of mine, her name's Gail Swift and she does that. And she would be um, dynamite on your show to talk about zone of genius, but there's, there's four of them. There's um, initiating is one area. Um, Researching is another area. Following through is another area. And I can't remember that fourth one, but I, I'm one of those that, really high on the um, initiation stuff, really high on the research stuff. And the other two, the follow through, the follow through. Oh, I think part. I'm right there with you, Lynn. I think, <laughs> I think this, I was just looking at that. I'm like, oh yeah. The follow From through grade one, <laughs> Lynn does not finish her homework, right. but I can, I can do it and I can do it fast, but I, yeah, then that's, that was the, you know, having the ideas and getting them down on paper, but finishing it. And handing it in was my weakness. So well, I finished uh, it and handed it in, but like at like the eleventh hour, <laughs> I slid them underneath the prof's door. Yeah, and I got dot mark. So, see, I did. I did my undergrad degree in three year undergrad degree in two years. Wow, That's with two kids, and I was pregnant with my third for the last. Oh my one. gosh! Wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I I lost marks because I was mm-hmm. handing things, and I still came out with a B plus average. Right. That's good. And and then part of that was because I had to be responsible for my kids. So I chose courses that were happened during the day so that mm-hmm. I left when they left on the bus in the morning and came home in time to cook meals mm-hmm. and spend dinner with them. And I'd sit down at the table and do my homework and they would sit down at the table and do their homework, too. <laughs> That's great. You're, that was really good modeling, too, for them. <laughs> well, it was. Good students, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's another thing too. You can't expect your kid to go to college if you never went to college. Mm-hmm. 
you and you know it's never too late to go back mm-hmm. or never too late to start so um yeah that was i'm the first person in my mom's family my father's family and my stepfather's family to complete high school oh, let alone to go on to first you know post secondary school yeah Wow, that's a huge accomplishment. Um, good for you. And I'm sure you set like a really great example for your kids then too. Well, they've, they've done it differently though. Um, my daughter just graduated. She's 42. Mm-hmm. She went back as a single parent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my granddaughter did it differently. She's a, she's a chef and she mm-hmm. didn't go to, to a standard post-secondary mm-hmm. school education. She went out West and learned and worked at the same time. And came back with great skills and she's putting them to great use and she's a marvelous cook. Mm, so, awesome. had, so, yeah. Do you think that's helpful um, for, for kids like thinking about college is to find something that they're like really interested in, but also like build skills to you? Like you think that's better than just getting a bachelor's degree and getting something that's like uh, got a skill, a vocational, something attachment? Well, on, unless they picked up a job in high school, mm-hmm. the only thing that they know that they can do is study and and read and do papers and participate in sports. So sometimes those skills that you learn and the opportunities that you learn um, are better done in in work and getting employment. So, you know, you don't have to, there's no rule that says you have to immediately go to college or university right out Mm -hmm. of high school. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure what it is you want to do, and it's not about what you want to do for the rest of your life anymore, because new jobs are being developed every day. <laughs> when I grew up and, you know, I'm talking like an old person. When I grew up, the only women's jobs that I saw were nurses and teachers. And we still got nurses and teachers, but there's so many other jobs out there. You know, there was no um, there, there was no co- personal. Um, yeah, there was no personal coaching. Mm-hmm. once upon a time there was no massage therapists once upon a time there were no physiotherapists like it's all these jobs have, have been developed and there's technology I mean the way technology has changed and and that world has opened up huge and all of these things are, are as accessible to women as what they are to men because they didn't get labeled you know pink and blue when they were right. conceived so yeah get out and get some life experience the other thing as a parent is to introduce your children to people who are working in diverse industries. And if you don't know them, you can still say, hey, um, I'd like my child to learn a little bit about this. Can we meet with you over a coffee? Interesting. Yeah, that would be really helpful. I would see, um, you know, really helpful for kids to kind of, or go to school, go to work with the parent or uh, go check mm-hmm. out different things that are going on. I was invited to be a part of um, a police academy, a camp in grade 11, um, because I was interested in becoming a police officer. And so they chose one student from every school in our district. And we went out to the the the, the army base and did a, a police academy. And it was it was crazy. It was good. It definitely um, <laughs> it probably didn't do what it was supposed to do for me. I broke my leg on the second day and then got totally oh, freaked out of becoming a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> this probably was not the intention of the whole program, but was to show kids what it would be like to be a police officer. And I know a lot of the kids that were at that camp with me did go on and take their police officer training. And that was really a great for great for them. Not so great for me, but it showed that that wasn't the right career for me, <laughs> but I am grateful that my parents, uh, 
also recognized that I didn't need to go to college right away. The college program that I was really interested in doing, um, I had to be a certain age to get into it. So I didn't qualify to get in for the first year after high school. Mm -hmm. So I took the opportunity to actually my high school helped me find a job. And I was a, I, they found me a job as a nanny um, in Switzerland. So it was, it was an au pair. So I went to Switzerland. I lived in a different country with a different family for a whole year uh, before coming back and going to school. And to me, like that was that whole education year was fantastic. Like I learned so much. I was always learning a different language, living in a different country, in a different house. And um, I think it was just as valuable as going to school for the for that year too. Mm-hmm. You know, and travel, um, not the travel where you, you know, all in one inclusive and stay at a resort, but travel where you're actually getting to experience the culture and talk to the people and check out the geography, all the all the things that make a different country a different country. Mm-hmm. So if you go out and do different and see different, see different creatures, um, I'm I'm a. I'm a nature lover. I mean, I was raised on a 150-acre farm, and wow. you know, staying on the property had a different connotation than it does when you live in the city, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it, you know, you know, I I like bugs. You know, pulling weeds and getting a moth on my hand and looking at it and checking it out. I don't kill them. I I check them out. Curiosity is another great thing to foster mm-hmm. and demonstrate it yourself. So yeah. Um, yeah, so, so different experiences. And that's where food comes back into it again, is, is tasting different foods and checking out different vegetables. You know, I've, not, I've never ha- I've had plantain once and mm-hmm. never knew what a mango was till I moved back to Peterborough. So, yeah, it's showing that the world is this beautiful, big, diverse place and there's somewhere in it that you belong. Mm, that's beautiful. I mean, I love that giving exposing our kids to as much as we can when they're young to help them kind of you know figure out what they like what they don't like you know and Mm -hmm. help them kind of like develop their kind of sense of who they are too Mm -hmm. are there any other things like you know should you recommend they take the colby test the kids so they yes and see what they what they're with and then by taking the colby test what and then knowing the answers what then happens what would you suggest that we do after well it's how um, they tackle problems. So if they're allowed to tackle problems or encouraged to tackle problems in the way that they work in the way that mm-hmm. they, they're going to engage better than yeah. if you say, no, this is the way it should be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when I think about it, I was allowed to cut the grass once when I was a kid and, you know, there's, you know, people tend to cut the grass, you know, up and down and up and down, but no, I went all over the lawn and it drove my mom crazy. If she was smart, she would have just let me do it. And, you know, I, as an older person, I sort of say, well, you know, it's kind of a waste of gas and that on the environment. But I was having fun. And if she let me finish it, the grass would have been all cut and it would have taken me longer. But, you know, that was my choice. And so I was never allowed to cut the grass again. That was, you know, my brother's job. (laughs) (laughs) letting kids experiment even though it's not perfect and <laughs> lately we do like the laundry right, right, <laughs> I'm sure they can right. Be, or stacking the dishwasher may not be the perfect way we would like to do them <laughs> well have you ever seen anybody just turn on you know just put their last dish in and shut the door and not rearrange things you know <laughs> if, if you're, you're probably your your husband or your partner 
finishes the dish, dish uh, puts the last dish in and, you know, you'll come over and just shuffle things because nobody, nobody, nobody ever leaves the dishwasher alone. It just, it's actually it just the other way up. around. I could care less how the dishes are in as long as they get clean. And my <laughs> husband rearranges them how I put them in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There are no rules for most right. things. They're just, you know, preferences and habits. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I love that. So yeah, so that brings us back to, you know, really helping your kids prepare and stacking some good habits and exposing them to all sorts of different things and really helping them figure out who they are, um, expressing gratitude and, and all those things. Anything else, Lynn, that you can think that will help our parents today? Focus on the good. Mm-hmm. We are all pre-wired to look at the mistakes, mm-hmm. to look at that little fleck of, you know, that little piece of dandruff on your dark coat or the, the black stain on a fabric or the, yeah, focus on the good and praise that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the biggest one is if a child shares with you something that is uncomfortable, thank them for telling you. You might not have wanted to hear it. It might not have been the best thing, but we all, I think a lot of us cover up the flaws in ourselves because somebody doesn't like that. And so all the, all the, um, all those difficult subjects, if a child brings them up, Mm -hmm. thank them. Mm-hmm. say I'm glad you told me that because yeah we don't we don't want our children keeping things to themselves if they if uh if they need help right especially if they're struggling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah do you have a few couple of indicators you know even though our kids are you know still school age are there some indicators that we can see now that might actually give us a clue that we need to really pay attention um, to our kids' success in school as they get older? Success is their responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so taking over and dictating. You mean I shouldn't them, do their homework for them? <laughs> Just kidding. No, no. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, sitting down and doing your paperwork or something at, at the table while they're doing their homework. So they they're there if they're struggling and, and have mm-hmm. questions or, or want to talk is a good idea, but no, not mm-hmm. doing homework for them mm-hmm. and figuring out where they do their homework best. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Because getting them in their room, maybe, maybe if they're like me, that's too distracting. My brain goes wild and I forget to, to, you know, do what I'm supposed to be doing. Whereas sitting down at the table where other people are, are working holds me somewhat accountable. Mm, interesting. Whereas it may actually distract other kids if there's other people around mm-hmm. you know, talking or cooking dinner or whatever, while they're trying yeah. to do their work too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I know myself well enough now that I can work better at the off at, at a restaurant or a coffee shop with mm, my computer. Out, yeah. Are, yeah. I can block that out. Mm-hmm. and focus and get a lot of work done but at home there's always some distraction oh maybe I should you know put on the laundry or maybe I should do this or maybe should kids are the same way they yeah. just f- figure out where where they best work and what they need to do that and mm-hmm. we're all different so setting them up for an environment that's successful mm-hmm. and and helping getting them to to help figure that out don't just observe and say well you should be doing this it's just like you know you're working here and there's people around. Is that distracting you? Or are you finding you, you are getting more done? Yeah. <laughs> Involve them in the process. Yeah. And I think as parents too, we I, exactly what you just said, we need to involve them in 
in all sorts of conversations and experiences and things like that. Sometimes we, I think I know I sometimes forget to involve them in a conversation about, you know, do we want to do this on Saturday or do that on Saturday or, you know, who's going to help at the grocery store? Those kind of conversations tend to forget to include them in those conversations mm-hmm. sometimes. And I think those are helpful. Well, they are. And if, and if they were adults and it was, they would be offended if, you know, if, if they were mm-hmm. friends, they'd be friends. You're making plans and you're not including me. Or asking like, me what I want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not including me in the decision-making process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, these have been all really great tips, Glenn, to help our kids set them up for success for mm-hmm. as they go through school and as they are going on to college. And um, oh my gosh, and now tell me a little bit about your um, your vision and your mission with helping uh, parents of college students that you know have dropped out or are struggling um, and are going back into school. Tell us a little bit about the work you do there before we let you go. Okay, so I've identified nine different reasons or nine different keys to college success and one of them is that their parents went to college Mm. so if you haven't done that set a good example even go to night school just do something that says you learning is an important thing and it's fun to do Um, my focus is going to be is on college confidence I will help kids learn to speak up for themselves to raise their hands to answer questions to not stammer and stutter and and hold their head down so that they won't mm-hmm. be called on. And then now I'm seeing that there's a lot of demand for doing presentations mm-hmm. in class, mm-hmm. in college and university. Mm-hmm. And some students avoid those courses. Some students are, are they do them, but they are anxious the whole, throughout the whole thing. And some of them are so anxious, they don't even show up for them and lose right. the grade. So that's the area that I'm focusing on, but I am gathering a cohort of people who can identify or who can help with the other areas. So, you know, quick, easy meals that they can make that are cheap mm-hmm. because sometimes people forget to eat. And uh, again, Gail Swift, the Colby report, you can do Colby assessments. Um, there, yeah. Mental health problems. And, and there's, you know, there's some, um, yeah, uh, there's some people who have committed suicide in their first year of s- school because they weren't mentally prepared to do that. So mental health professionals is, are a part of my my cohort, too. So um, I just want to be the go to person that, that wants that parents can come to, that young adults can come to and and help them find their way, find themselves, know themselves and be the best person that they can be for themselves and for this planet. Oh, I love that. And if we all helped our kids see that, oh my gosh, what a difference this planet would be. Oh gosh. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Lynn, for the work that you're doing. And thank you for sharing with us today on Blissful Parenting. It's been fabulous. Where can our Blissful Parents uh, reach out and find out more information about you? Well, I am on Facebook, um, My Voice Counts Two, or hashtag MVC number two. And um, my my webs are my website is my voice counts to the number two.com and it's Lynn at my voice counts dot my voice counts com. So awesome. Yeah. Easy peasy then to find you. My voice counts yes. too. You guys got to remember that. <laughs> and then you're good to go. <laughs> you will find Lynn there. All right, Lynn. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Blissful Parenting uh, Podcast and Blissful Parents. Go out there and have a wonderful week. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Thanks, Michelle. 
This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.